But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But, but, but bro, where's the banjo? is going on everybody i am that fat guy and we have another great episode of legal hand face tonight let me bring in my co-host big bry hey man what's going on brother oh feeling good after this week heck yeah we got uh we got some good news today from uh the browns front we got to talk a little bit of cavaliers today because they're on a hot streak right now right at the beginning of the season we'll just quickly dive into them uh, we got to get our shout-outs. Let's get the uh, rundown real quick. Let me run through it real quick. We do have an announcement to make here after I do the rundown. Uh, we are sponsored by Harold and the APA. Uh, get a hold of Lake Erie APA and Harold Keel. And if you need to uh, play pool with – you want to come play pool with a fat guy, you just give me a buzz. All right. Um, we want to go through our shout-outs. We do not have my cousin Vinny again today. My cousin Vinny is out due to health reasons. Uh, we have our trivia, which I have two trivia questions to make up for last week where I dropped the ball. We got to go over our gauntlet league. Oh, our gauntlet league's getting dirty. Uh, we're going to go over the Browns, smack around the Bengals. We are going to go over also the second part of our Fat Boy Tuesday, uh, states with their favorite snacks. And then as a little cherry on top of it, I uh, went out to eat this weekend as, you know, when we get the shout outs and I decided, you know, something we haven't done our top three chain sit down restaurants. Okay. Okay. So that's like how it. we're going to start out the show. Like I said, it, our show is brought to you by Lake Erie APA and Harold Keel. Um, you know, if you want to play pool, have a great time, get a hold of Lake Erie APA on Facebook and, uh, or one of us here at Legal Ham. You can get a hold of us at any time. You know, just give us an email or message us on Twitter or Facebook, and we normally respond very quickly. Uh, let's see here. What's up, my guys? And Mr. Vinnie Mac. Vinnie Mac is not here. What's going oh, on? Oh, Polly. I apologize. You do not get to see my cousin, Vinnie Mac. Uh, he is MIA right now. He messed up his back, and we're uh, we're praying for him. But you want to uh, you want to get our special announcement out of the way real quick here, Brian? Let's do it, yeah. All right, let me go over because I made a fancy little thing for this. I think I did. There we go. Uh, we have our next live show. It will be at, look at this fancy thing. It will be at the <laughs> Office Lounge 
in Strongsville, Ohio, where we are going to get some pizza, Bry, right next uh-huh. to right above. So we will be there along with the dogs table from six to seven. Legal ham will be there, and then from eight until nine, the dogs table will be taking over. But one to give the announcement tonight is a very small bar in Strongsville. We're very excited to go there and have some food because I've heard that pizza place is on point, and you've told me this. So I think I think it might have been my number one, if not my number one. It was in my top three for best pizza places in. Uh... Northeast Ohio, so it's easy to get to. It's right there off of 71 and uh, 42 Pearl Road, so it shouldn't be too hard for people to, wherever you're coming from, to get to. Now, Justin, uh, no. There will not be (laughs) (laughs) hookers and other Oh, boy. There it is. Take a drink. It just rolls right into the other. No, there will not be there. Uh, We cannot even bring that up on tonight's show later, so we have a special guest coming. So, anyways, um, let's get our shout outs, Brian. You got any shout outs this week, bud? Uh, I do. You go ahead. Let me, uh, I wrote some down here. All right. I, I want to shout out, uh, my family. Uh, I made a trip back home to see my dad and my sister, my nephews, and we all went out to dinner. We had a great time. So I'm going to shout out them. Also got a shout out. And I haven't been here forever due to a food allergy in our household. Red lobster. Took the boys to red lobster. We had some. Now, we didn't know if the boys were allergic to shellfish also, so we are kind of like keeping an eye on them just to make sure. I'll tell you what, my kids, holy cow, they will eat some shrimp and some lobster and everything else. They were so they were more excited about the octopus than anything else because they had some calamari, and they were all freaking out like, we ate octopus? I'm like, yeah, you did, bud. How'd it taste? Like chicken. Fried, right. <laughs> so, hey, so what a shout terrible. out. Uh, I want to shout out also my wife. You know, she has been uh, putting up with a lot of stuff going on here at the house and with everything else going on. And she carved out some time that she normally has for herself for us to do a live show on Wednesday. So uh, other than that, I got no other shout outs, bud. What do you got going on? Um, Yeah, I got just one uh, major shout out, I guess. And with uh with Thursday being Veterans Day, I just I kind of wanted to shout out the veterans out there and uh, <clears throat> the the men and women in our United States military and all they do and some special shout outs I got just for the veterans that I know. Um, let me shout out my cousins, uh, Mike, Hunter, Seth, uh, our coworkers, Tony, Colby. Um, my brothers, brother-in-law, Josh, um, both my grandparents or both my grandfathers uh, served. My wife's grandfather, who I think he turns 99 in February, uh, was a World War II veteran and still talks about it to this day. Um, let's see who else we got. My buddy BJ um, is in the Navy currently, and uh, my buddy, high school buddy who was killed in action back in 2004, uh, Devin Grella. So appreciate everything that you guys do, all you men and women. Um, my shirt right here says Believe in Heroes, and they are real. Uh, they walk amongst us every single day, and a lot of them have risked their lives so that we can be free. So probably the biggest, most important shout-out I have all year. We love you um, and all that you do, all the sacrifices, your 
uh, all the sacrifices your family makes. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It doesn't be, it's not said enough. Um, but today, especially on Thursday, we respect you and honor you. And, you know, we, you know, we support all of our troops. I mean, I had a friend that was overseas and I've mentioned him multiple times, Raymond on here. I've also got family. I've got my little brother, Patty Pat is now in the army. Uh, he just got stitches because he had a parachute malfunction. <laughs> he just he sent them to me today. I'm like, oh, dude, come on! I don't need to see that. But mm. you know, um, I've also had most of my family has been in the military, especially back in World War II. I've had my great uncle. You know, every everybody's family's been touched by somebody in the military, and what you guys right. do, like you said, with Tony, with the other people we know, Colby. You know, everybody has been touched by somebody that has been part of the military and you know, like you said with veterans day coming up that's why we always say it in the show thank you guys for everything you guys do because we wouldn't be able to do what we do um, absolutely and we really appreciate everything and we we that's how we sign off every show when we're done or at least when i remember to because <laughs> <laughs> but you know i just thank you guys for everything you do i mean that day is for you guys and there's a reason why big matt uh one of my buddies also so yeah. Thank you guys. Great. What do you got any more there, big fella? Well, I was just going to say, simply put, they are the reason we are the greatest country in the world. So their sacrifice, their bravery, their courage, um, their selflessness, uh, we can't say thank you enough. So that's all I got. All right. Well, since my cousin Vinny is not here today, you know what that means? What's up? <sighs> no. No. Did he give you a word? He did not give me a word. Oh, I was no. he would, so I could just throw it at you and just see what you do. <laughs> but he did not give me a word. Hopefully, we get that next week live so we can look stupid at the bar that we're going to be at. Uh, I, I got one for you. Uh, he gave. He just texted it to me. It says, mozzarella stick. <laughs> he is pretty certain you could get it, but I don't know. Deep fried cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Toby again. Again. All right. Let's, you know, the great thing is, though, is we have trivia time. So let me get our sounder off for trivia. Our trivia is brought to you by Papa V and Curb Appeal Landscaping. Get a hold of Papa V and Curb Appeal 419.com for all your landscaping needs. So last week, since I dropped the ball, Bri, uh, I mm-hmm. was busy prepping and everything else. I completely forgot to do a trivia. I have two trivia for you today. All right. I like it. Yeah. The, the very first trivia is when was the last time that the Cleveland Browns won the AFC North. Question one. Hmm. Question two. How many Browns organizational people have come from Bill Belichick to be part of the Browns organization later? How many organizational people have been part of Bill Belichick's staff. So part of his staff has come back to Cleveland at multiple times 
multiple places part of the Cleveland Browns after he has left back in 95, right? I think it was. Yep. Yep. 95. So So we've had multiple people come back as coaches or staff members. So it could be an assistant coach. It could be assistant coach. It could be anything. So, oh boy. All right. But I'll even give you a hit. There's three. Oh, so I got to name the three. Got to name the three people. Okay. I can come up with two. We'll see about the third. Um, and we're just talking coaches? Uh, we are not talking coaches. Oh, we're talking front we're, office. As part of the Browns staff, as part of the Browns organization. But not players. Not players, coaches. Okay, gotcha. Part of the coach. All right, let's see what I can do. And what is Justin right here? Ninety six. We're going ninety six. What? He thinks that's the answer to your first question. He said eighty six. Oh, eighty six. So, okay. By the way, that's wrong. I know, right? I, I I can come come up with um, the last time I think it was, but I don't know if we've won it since then. And it oh. also might be a trick question on your part. What do you mean? I don't think we've ever won the AFC North. Well, we will find out at the end of the show. <laughs> so, all right, we got to get into our gauntlet league because <clears throat> last week Bryce screwed me over, and I ended up down the gauntlet. We yeah, but. Thanks to heroic effort, 40 points from James Conner, I wow. have broke down the big man. Big man is gone. Next one out. And guess who I get to go against next? Who you got? Big boy Phillips is going to get a piece of the fat guy. Wow. So I have moved on. So right now we have Vinny gone, Harold, Papa V. Justin Masters and the big man is gone. We have five down. We have nine left to go. We're getting down to the nitty gritty, Bry. Okay, I love it. This is what it's all about. This is weed out, about. weed out the bad teams. And did you tell me that uh, that Phillips has Kelsey on his team? I think so. Yes. Isn't that fitting? I know. I know. <laughs> you but... and Phillips last year fighting over Kelsey. Now you're going against each other, and he's gone. I know. I know. It's okay. I'm all right with that. <laughs> I love well, it. Let's get into, first off, I think I have, I don't even think I wrote it down here. Let me make sure in our banners. And I did not. Uh, we're going to get a little bit of Cavs talk real quick because the Cavs have won four straight. They're playing like champs right now. And I know it's only been like, what, I think 12 games or something like that. Evan Mobley looks like a done i mean they finally got a draft pick it looks like so uh also uh jared allen is playing ungodly basketball right now uh he has been i think he was named player of the week and that's the first time it's happened since lebron really (laughs) eastern conference player of the week i think so (laughs) that's the first time lebron like how bad that (laughs) but awesome but yes the Cavs are playing really good rubio the addition to rubio to this Cavaliers team has left a spark and a nice veteran presence in with them. So, I mean, how do you, how are you feeling about your Cavs coming out on a hot streak right out of the gate? I know they did it last year, and then it kind of went right. Right. But also, we got to worry about Colin Sexton tore his meniscus. 
No, yeah, but, and have they said how long he might be out for him? Do you know? Uh, no, they have. They tried to get that out of Bickerstaff today. They couldn't get it out of him because they're still testing and making sure. So we do not know. It sounds like mm-hmm. he's going to have surgery on it, though. So okay. I don't yeah, know. I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath uh, for the other shoe to drop. But right now I'm just enjoying it um, because we, it's been – Few and far between the days you can get excited about the Cavs. So, I mean, they're starting, I think they're what, seven and four, seven and five right now. Uh, they've beaten some pretty decent teams. So, yeah, w- with Mobley, uh, it looks like he was a good draft pick. Um, Jared Allen is just tearing it up. He's, he's on a pace that the NBA has never seen before. He's shooting like 70, 75%, something like that. Yeah, it's unreal. So, I mean, I, and obviously a lot of those are two, three feet away from the basket, but um, just to have that shooting percentage is unheard of and still counts for two points. Um, yeah, right now you, you have to. I know on this show we haven't said a whole lot of good things about Colby Altman, but you have to give him credit. You have to certainly give Bickerstaff credit. Um you know, we all uh, we all think that maybe he he's a good coach to have going into the future and developing this young talent. But um, up until this point, we haven't seen it, so it's nice to see it at least for you know three three four weeks, and and you just have to build off it. Right now, you're a young team, uh, Sexton Garland. They're kind of coming into their own, and they're learning how to play this new type of basketball with all these seven footers uh, down low and even out on the perimeter at times. So it's exciting right now to watch them and you just hope that they can get better. They just need to keep taking those steps to, uh, to being a playoff team. And right now we can get excited about them. It's okay too, because it's been few and far between for, uh, for Cavs fans right now to be excited and to have hope. So celebrate it. It's a good time. Yes, it is. All right, Bri. We got to get into something that uh, broke last week uh, that we did not touch because we were into other things. But um, somebody's daddy put out a video about Baker Mayfield <laughs> and ended up getting himself. And he hasn't even said a word yet. I, I No, I don't no. think so. So, so um, I guess we don't need OBJ. Uh you know, we're just going to go with that as the quote right now because, you know, as supposedly he was ready to show for practice, but behind the scenes there was, and it wasn't against teammates or anything like that. It was, I guess he was asked to be traded multiple times. That never happened. And then finally, I think the straw that broke the camel's back was the video and throwing your quarterback under the bus for, you know, like we said, you know, the one time this is a system that you have to be in the right spot at the right time. And it seemed like, yes, he might have been completely wide open, but that's not the read that Baker's looking at at the time. So, you know, the way everything's been handled, uh, he has been released. He has not been claimed off waivers. So now he he won't be. Yeah, he won't be. So he is technically a free agent that can sign wherever he wants to. So mm-hmm. uh, how do you feel about the, what was it, the three-year, 10-year or whatever it was of OBJ being here in Cleveland? Yeah, it's it's complicated. It's confusing. It's, um, you know, disappointing. But I 
I don't know how to feel about it because once I start feeling one way, it like uh, I find out new information and it has me feeling a different way. Like when when I first happened, when this all went down last Wednesday, I was super bummed because I still had hope that uh that we could have OBJ be a big part of this offense. And I know we haven't seen it yet, but I just trusted in the talent and he hasn't, I mean, to the media, he hasn't said anything. Nothing's really come out. Like I want to be traded and he goes on ESPN or sends his reps to ESPN, tells Schefter that he wants to be traded. We haven't heard that, but we've heard kind of rumblings behind the scenes, even going back a couple of years and yes. going to other teams saying, uh, you know, get me out of here. And you know, I don't know who to blame. Um, at first, I, I kind of blame, I'm not going to lie, I kind of blame Baker. Like, you know, after putting out that video, seeing how, how open he was, it's like, dude, this is your best receiver. This is the most talented receiver, and he's this wide open. Why are you not getting him the ball? I can't understand it. Are you just not good enough? But then, you know, after stewing on it more and more as the week went along and, you know, I think Baker still has some blame in it, but I think you also have blame in Stefanski. Um, and obviously you sure have blame in OBJ because, you know, we, we've been hearing the last few days that he's just kind of been freelancing, that he doesn't really run the routes that he's supposed to run. And that kind of reminds me of uh, Josh Gordon, whether you don't know the offense, you don't know what you're supposed to do, or you see that the route that you're supposed to run is going to be covered because there's a couple guys right there. So you stop it and you change your route up. And if that's the case, if that's what he's doing, yeah, it's going to be pretty difficult for Baker to trust him. I mean, I don't doubt he can get open, but Baker can't sit there and look at him for four seconds and wait till he gets open to throw him the ball. It's, you know, one quick read, half a second, and then looking somewhere else. So, I don't know. I mean, it sucks. It sucks a lot that we couldn't make it work with a with a top talent receiver. And I don't know if this offense will allow a top talent receiver to have, you know, 13, 1400 yards in it. But um, yeah, it's disappointing uh, by all angles. And I think it's maybe even a little embarrassing for the Cleveland Browns organization. Well, and also you got to factor in that you know, OBJ hasn't been healthy ever since he was here. Even the right. one he did play the full season, he was playing hurt. Uh, you know, ever since that ankle injury he had in New York, he hasn't been the same person. And, you know, he keeps, you know, my whole thing is, is, you know, you're paid what you're paid to catch the ball. And I see way too many drops from you to even consider you a top tier wide receiver anymore because you haven't proven it. You have not taken over a game. You haven't, like, the only game that we got a glimpse of was the Dallas game where he had to mm-hmm. end the round and he had, you know, a monster <clears throat> game. But even that game, it was like, okay, after that, nothing. It was like, okay, well, you're supposed to be the guy. Why aren't you being the guy? And, you know, I yeah. even joked around with you about being spiteful because hearing all the rumblings about how he's not getting the ball and all that stuff, I was like, I was like, I know this is like team over team, but if it, we weren't playing for anything, I would have just told Baker, been like, you know something, we're playing this entire game. This entire game, you're throwing the ball to OBJ every single time. I don't care if he's double covered. I don't care if he's triple covered. I don't care if he's wide open. Every pass is going to OBJ. You're going to throw 50 passes to that guy, and guess what? Nobody else is touching the ball. Just 50 passes straight to him. 
Don't give to Chubb. Don't give to anybody else. He thinks that he can do this by himself and all this other stuff. Go at it. Because it proved, as we get into our next, Justin had a really witty comment. I guess, you know, OBJ on the roster, we had too many weapons. It was a bit overkill. Yeah, I, I get it. And Ma, hi. Ma says hi, Bri. Hi, Ma. So let's get into the, uh, go ahead. Well, just one last thing um, with the OBJ stuff, and, and then we can move on because I think the best part about it is, as Browns fans, as the team, we can now move on from that. Whatever drama, whoever caused the drama, I'm not. I'm still not convinced that it was just one person. I think oh, it was no. a whole mess. Oh, it yeah. was a mess. It, it really was. And as fans, it seems like the line was drawn. Like either you're a Baker guy or you're an OBJ guy. And it's crazy to me how how narratives get started. And it's just that's what it is. That's fact. That's the truth. Because, I mean, would you believe it if I told you Jarvis has a higher drop percentage than Odell this year? No. I mean, no, yeah. no. It, but but that's the case. Jarvis is, has a higher drop percentage than Odell. But the narrative is Odell drops these passes. And I know he's dropped a couple on big plays, but – um. Yeah, the narrative is Odell is not a Cleveland guy. And I don't know if that goes back to, like, him saying, get me out of here, him not showing up to, um, you know, team camps, uh, uh, the workouts that were voluntary. But it started at some point, like, I don't know if this guy's fully committed. And so a lot of people just kind of wrote him off. And because he wasn't producing, because he wasn't getting big plays that we were hoping for, it's really hard to break that narrative. And I think another narrative that's been kind of false is everyone hating on um, our defense coordinator, Joe Woods. Yeah. And, I mean, to transition into this next game, everyone just slams on him like he's the problem. And we talked last week how the defense has been pretty good this year. They've been top ten against the pass top five against the run. So, you know, you're going to have to come up with a new narrative at some point. People just say it and think that everyone just believes that it's true and it's really not. Yeah. Uh, also, the other weird thing, and then we're done with Odell. We're not going to talk about him anymore. How do you go on a vacation with somebody, go out to all these little training sites and everything else that Baker had, all the wide receivers were there, and then just not talk to your quarterback or your coach or anybody? You just went silent, bro. Like, you were done. And it was like, okay, you couldn't just say, hey, this is what's going on. You couldn't tell the front office, which you probably had earlier. But for your head coach to be, yeah, I haven't talked to Odell. I I haven't been in touch with him. It's been this, this, and this. It's like, hold on. You haven't talked to him. Baker, have you talked to him? No, I haven't talked to him either. Uh, You know, and it's like, what? Like it just mm-hmm. it, like everything that led up to it was just weird. It's just it's a weird situation, but they got done with it. It's over with. He's gone. He gone. Right, Brian. He he gone. And the last thing I'll say is, I believe in OBJ. I was excited about his talent. I never stopped believing in his talent. But if it's true that you don't want to be here, I don't want you here. You know. I don't care how talented you are. If you don't want to be here, you know, you're better off gone. So see you later. We're past it now. Yeah, we're past it now. And now we can focus on the Browns team that is still in Cleveland. 
All right. Well, the Browns kicked the shit out of the Northern Kentucky Bengals over <laughs> the well, Yeah. 41, uh, what was it? 16 or whatever? 40. I think so. To be honest, I turned I turned the channel to the Ravens game after uh, after they took took Joe Burrow out. So I don't know what the final was, but um, it's nice to have that option. I think you're right. I think it was forty one something. Yeah, was, but let me let me see here. Oh, let's see here. We have Vinny pick Cincinnati. We have Bry pick Cincinnati. Fat guy was the only one to pick the Browns. So asterisk for the fat guy. <laughs> How many game lead you got now? One? One game? One game lead. Bry is five and three. Vinny is oh Vinny's we're Vinny's out of it unless he makes a miraculous comeback. <laughs> no, there's still a lot of season left. And I'm six and two because we threw out the super van vote. So we'll get into okay. week two here a little bit later. But Bry, what a breath of fresh air. I even said it on Twitter. Like they needed this game after the week that they had with all the drama, with all the media, with all the questions. With the injuries, with not knowing what was going on in the game plan, you had your offense come out. You had Chubb, Mayfield, DPJ, and the offensive line come out and just dominate this game right out of the gate. That offensive line is the best I've seen them play all year. All year, Brian. And they're even like, there's videos now of Petonio and Teller pulling and just destroying linebackers coming around the corner. So, what do you think about the uh, offense production of this game? Because I mean, it was it was a beat down for Brandon. Well, wasn't right at the beginning because they didn't have the ball that much, but beat down came pretty quickly, especially the way Chubb was running because Chubb was running like a madman. Yeah, it was simply put, it was it was the best win of the year for the Browns. I said that a couple weeks with the Broncos game when our back was against the wall, and guess what? Our back was against the wall again, and with all the drama, with all the chaos that was going on, the only thing that was going to fix that was win. And you had a convincing win. And you had probably your best performance of the entire season because it was not just your defense that won it. It was not just your offense that won it. It was a total team effort. So Yes, it was. It, this, it was so fun to watch. Yeah. This was the first time I was telling you that we finally got to see the total team. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. just the defense, right. it wasn't just the offense, it wasn't just this. The whole team came together, and you know something that will happen in situations like this. Now we don't know behind the scenes what's going on because you know, obviously, I mean, look at us—we're just fans like everybody else. You know, we hear everything, we talk to people, but we just—you never know what's going on behind the scenes. But for that team to come out, you know, I was worried that they would come out flat. I really was. And, mm-hmm. you know, for the way they came out, they came out with a very uh, pissed off look in their face. It was kind of nice to see. I mean, what is it? Uh, Chubb had a, almost 10 yards a carry. He had 140 yards on 14 carries. Baker did what Baker did through two touchdowns, no interceptions, a couple hundred yards. DPJ. Have one deep bomb for 60, and then Baker threw another BB to him down the sideline. I mean, it was it was a picture-perfect game. The mix between the pass, the run, everything else that was happening. And we got to see a deep ball, Bry. We finally got to see a deep ball. We actually seen a few deep balls because they lit him up a couple times downfield. Baker let it loose. So yeah. uh, how are you feeling about the way DPJ played, Baker you know, it was it was pretty good. I mean, he only had what was he fourteen or twenty one or something like that for a pass. So he only had seven incompletions. So, how do you feel, bud? 
that's uh this is what we've been waiting for um you know this offensive performance this was all around chubb you know chubb the offensive line they are they are what we're made of and they are staples in that building or staples in the locker room for the team so i'm not too surprised for them to play the way they did chubb don't get me wrong that 70 yard run was super impressive run away from secondary guys, defensive backs. I mean, he's as good as advertised. And when he's healthy, which I'm still not convinced he was for the uh, for the Steelers game, when he's healthy, he's the best in the league, simply put. So, But as far as Baker, DPJ go, um, you know, DPJ only had, was it only two, two catches, uh, maybe three targets. So hopefully they get him the ball more, but he did, he did the most with him. And he made two huge catches. And, you know, I kind of called Baker out last last week for only throwing BBs and only throwing fastballs. And he had three, maybe four touch passes. And that second one to DPJ, that was, I believe, I think that's his best throw of the year because he had the cornerback right there. He had the safety coming over. And he had the sidelines to where he had to just fit it in, you know, a tight one-by-one foot uh box and and he did it so i was super impressed with that he had another one to to chubb on the sidelines uh uh bryant on the sidelines he hit him with a nice touch pass so like like we were saying it's total overall team effort team win it's it's gonna be hard to find a uh a legal ham for this game because everyone just played so well and you know that's what we expect as fans you know, when you play the when you play the Cincinnati Bengals. So it was a fun game to watch as a fan. What's Lil? What's going on with Lil over there? Oh, mama's home. Oh, go get her. She's going nuts. I'm well, above the garage, so she hears that. <laughs> <laughs> um let's let's transition over. Like I you know, I think what happened was with the, the whole Mayfield. I think they finally got the play call they wanted with that deep pass. And even Peoples Jones said it. Go, you know, he ran the route the way it was supposed to run. He goes, All I did was just look up, the ball was right there. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and then he goes, and it was perfect. And he goes, I just did my job. And I think Baker needed that deep pass to DPJ to kind of loosen Baker up a little bit. I think once he did that pass and it was caught and it was a perfect pass to DPJ. I mean, it hey, right in stride, in for the touchdown. There was no catch deep. But I think that gave him confidence that that deep pass is still there and he can still do it because we were worried about him throwing deep because of his other shoulder, because of just being scared of an interception or anything like that. And I think once he dropped that one right in the basket, the other ones were like, oh, I got this all day. I think the confidence came back in Baker. We kind of saw it throughout the game because that pass that he put on uh, the Joku right at the end, I, I don't even know how Njoku has a chest left because he threw that thing so hard and it hit him right in the middle of the eight and five, right in the chest, and there was nobody else going to touch that ball except for Njoku. So yep. it, it was a great, great game. But the other thing that we have to talk about, this defense, Denzel Ward, 99, pick six. Denzel Ward, pass breakups. Newsom, pass breakups that's all we kept hearing all week is this passing offense of cincinnati is so potent and you know what the browns did which shocked the shit out of me they didn't play his own 
they went man press on these guys and got right up in their face. And I was so happy to see Newsom have the game that he had, and especially Denzel. Denzel getting that pick six right at the beginning changed this whole game. Now, granted, the defense was on the field a very long time in the first quarter for like 14 minutes, it felt like. But mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, that pick six kind of just – it almost took the whole – like it was like the deep breath that the Browns needed after the whole week that they had like, all right, now we can play football. Like just let everything out, realize now it's football time. But for him to make a break on that pass and take it to the house and then Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett, I know you're getting the Shaq effect. I know what's going on. But, bud, you are a man amongst boys when you play football. Watching him be held four, five, six, seven times that game, no flag being thrown. But the great thing is, is Mini Garrett came to play. <laughs> at three sacks. I mean, yeah. it was unreal. Like, the defense was just everywhere, Brian. And they were playing with confidence. And they were playing with like their hair on fire. Like they were pissed off coming into this game. So how do you feel about how the defense played? Because I know you're as pumped as I am about it because they played great. Oh yeah. And as flawless as the offense played, uh, I almost give more credit to the defense because, because of this defensive effort, they allowed the offense to play how they wanted to. They allowed you to play with the lead getting all those turnovers. That was one thing we haven't seen from this defense this year. They've had some great games, but um, I think they I think they said they've only had like five turnovers in eight games. We're, we, were, and, we were almost in last place with the Jaguars with that. Yeah. <laughs> so as good a defense as we were, I mean, you kind of just hoped and prayed that, uh, that they're good enough and the turnovers will come and – they sure did because four turnovers. I think we had. We were talking. I think, I think we had two two fumbles and two interceptions. And yeah, it's so much fun to watch this defense play uh, because they're so good up front and they're so good in the secondary now. I know we lost Greedy, which hopefully we don't have to go without him for very long. But yeah, Joe Woods. This this defensive team is coming together. They're starting to get comfortable. And it's kind of what we thought from the beginning of the year. We thought like, well, you just have so many new guys, uh, new players on this defense trying to learn it, that it might be a rough start. But hopefully once they start getting going, once they get comfortable in this defensive scheme, then they'll really turn it on. And that's what they did. And Joe Woods is starting to trust uh, Denzel Ward and Greg Newsome a whole heck of a lot to put him on press man. I mean, you're kind of on an island there. Especially rookie going against Chase, who is right now running away with rookie of the year with the way he's Mm -hmm. been playing. Then you had Boyd and Higgins. And I told you the one pass breakup that I was so excited to see was the one on T. Higgins where Burrow just kind of threw it up in the air and let T. Higgins kind of go up and get it. But watching Newsom play the perfect defense where he came up with his hands right in the middle of that guy's chest where if he did catch it and try to bring it to his chest, his hands were right there perfectly to knock it out. Now, granted, it didn't come to that because he didn't get a good grasp on the ball. But just to watch Greg Newsom, and just to think, Brian, these are draft picks that we got in the first round. You know how many times we've been waiting for first-round draft picks to show up and play for us? <clears throat> Justin Gilbert, 
Like, are you shit me? Like, this is where we're at now. Like, these guys are actually coming in first year and playing amazing. And you know something they were talking about uh Newsom possibly being an honorable mention defensive rookie all team. I'm like, honorable mention my ass. Like he's playing his ass off and he's doing great. Now we mm-hmm. are worried about Greedy's shoulder. Now they're saying it's day to day, but that's the same shoulder with that nerve damage. And Bud scares me. Now Greedy has been playing great also. And it's also nice to see John Johnson getting into it too. Oh my mm-hmm. God. Like we're starting to see this defense finally gel and finally get healthy together and gel. Yeah, if they could just uh if they can knock down on the boneheaded penalties, yes. we'd be we'd be really sad. I mean, we could have held them to maybe under ten points, but we had those. I think Burrow threw an interception, and uh, they called Malik McDowell for roughing the passer or some, <laughs> some BS call. And then that other roughing the passer that happened forty five minutes after the play happened, or you know, Ro- Romo and. Uh, Romo and Nance said, oh, yeah, that, that was probably called down from New York. But then 30 <laughs> seconds later, they covered their butt because someone got in their ear and said, no, you have to say that it was called on the field. And so they did. <laughs> Give me a break. I mean, that was the most ridiculous thing I've seen up until last night when the Steelers got all the all those calls. I mean, I don't know what it is. I don't know what they have against the Browns because I try not to put it on the refs like that, but. I mean, this is it's week after week after week, and there have been some bad, bad calls. Now, the one that cracks me up is I, I know what you're talking about, but the one that cracks me up, and I've, I've been seeing it go around, and it's Miles Garrett, all right? So what happened is it's not holding if you have a hold of the chest plate, right? So if you get your hands in the chest plate, technically, if you're there, it's not holding. I watched these guys as Miles Garrett burned the first one. The tight end tried to cover him up. And you remember playing Red Rover, Red Rover? Oh, yeah. They had both their arms locked like they're, and they're, yeah, they're, 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 bare them. they're both bear-hugging Miles Garrett so that you can't get by him. <laughs> I'm just sitting there. man. Oh, good. It was great. Oh, it was so great. And we did get some good news and some shit news today. Uh, let's get to the good news. Uh Wyatt Teller got his extension. Four-year, 56, I think it was, million-dollar deal. Makes him the third highest-paid guard. And you know something? They said they did this because uh, with the extra money, it will save on the cap later on because they signed him mid-year instead of next year. So that that will help out with that. Also, uh, Nick Chubb, John Kelly, and the Ernest John – or no, Demetri Felton. Felton. Uh, all tested positive for COVID today. Now, they all have been vaccinated. They are asymptomatic, supposedly. That's what we're hearing now. So if they test negative twice in 24 hours, they're good to go Sunday. So this isn't a huge deal right now, but it's a big enough deal that we'll have to keep an eye on it later down the road because the only running back he got is Jurnis Johnson. And I guess they might call back up Johnny Stanton too because he had a couple little bit running back so they're going to scramble there's going to be some moves made uh so just be prepared don't freak out but just be prepared also what we're hearing is j o k could be back on the field this week he's coming off of ir this week and also kareem hunt might come off ir 
Now, Kareem Hunt might not play, but he's coming off of IR. Mm-hmm. So we got some good good news coming to us. So how do you think about the Wyatt Teller extension and uh, how about the uh, the COVID cases? Yeah, we'll get the bat out of the way first. And, and that's it's a major bummer not having Nick Chubb because he's the engine that works your offense. And, and we saw what Dearness Johnson can do, but he's not Nick Chubb. And I mean that with all due respect, but um, Nick Chubb's just a different animal. So hopefully we can get him back. Uh, you said maybe we get Johnny Stanton up here if, if, if we have to, and maybe he's the second coming of, Peyton Hillis wearing that he's number got, 40. He's got fullback turned running back. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Feed the big hey, boy. I don't know. Yeah, why not? Sure. So, I would yeah, I mean. Let's kick it old school with Refrigerator Perry. Who's the biggest guy on our uh, defensive line or offensive line? James Hudson. Give James Hudson the ball. Let him go up the middle. Billings. Billings is 6'1", like 330. He's a bowling Perfect. ball. Hey, he might not get you six yards, but he's going to get you a good three every time. <laughs> was uh was touchdown Tommy Vardell uh, available? Was he forty four? Was he number forty? I can't remember I now. Is Mike Allstott still playing? Right. <laughs> I think Mike Allstott <laughs> Jr. might be playing. So right. yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens with with Chubb. Hopefully, he's back and. It would make it a lot easier for us on Sunday if he can play. But, um, yeah, there's protocols in in place, and it's, it's kind of out of your hands at this point. But, yeah, the Teller extension, I love it because it kind of tells you what we've already known, and that's the offensive line, the running game. They're, the, they're what's most important to this team, to this offense, because we've signed – we have four key free agents that we are going to sign. We have Baker, we have Denzel Ward, we have Teller, and we have Chubb. And they've told us the the priorities were Chubb and Teller. And so, I mean, right, right. We got those guys locked up long-term. Hopefully they can stay healthy. And if they can, I don't see why we continue to run the ball the way we have and continue to dominate and, yeah, it sucks we might lose Treader at the end of this year, but hopefully they can groom somebody in there. And I think, me personally, I think uh, the most underrated person in all of Cleveland sports is Bill Callahan and what he's done for this offensive line because he allows us to run the ball the way we have. We had great pieces and parts, but what was Wyatt Teller before he came to the Browns? What did we get him for? Um, I think we traded – to Buffalo, a fifth and a sixth rounder, and we and we got Teller in a seventh. Yes, but he was a fifth round pick at Buffalo, so yeah, mean, it wasn't so, like he wasn't undrafted or anything like that. So, right. but I, give give John I, John Dorsey credit for doing what he did and uh, bringing this guy in and seeing that potential. And Callahan has just molded him into one of the best guards in the league. And you know something the the thing was that that happened right out of the gate. Because when they started seeing what Wyatt Teller could do, and especially as a pulley guard, for him to pull and just, I mean, Bryce, some of those blocks on Cincinnati, <laughs> the one on Jesse Bates is the one that stands out the most. He pretty much speared him like Goldberg. He just, <laughs> he just, I mean, took him out, took two other guys out, and then there goes Chubb, just gone. That was the touchdown run. Now, Chubb yeah. made something like this, but I mean, 
he sealed off that edge. And I mean, when you say sealed off, I mean, geez, he just threw his whole body into that thing. But I mean, I am with you. Bill Callahan doesn't get, and especially after last year with the mixed mosh of offensive. I mean, especially Baker beating his left tackle for the first time right before the playoff game going, Oh, Hey, nice meeting you. Be in a parking garage. Uh, you're my left tackle. Awesome. All right. High five. Like, for him to be able to coach all these guys up the way he does, absolutely amazing. And what were we talking about uh, on Monday? How I don't recall ever hearing Blake Hans's name no. this past week. We no. lost a all-pro tackle, and Blake Hans, who's you know a, a converted guard, and he's had trouble at tackle before. But um, you know, he was shutting down the Bengals' fifteen million dollar man a year. Uh, Troy Trey Henderson Hendrickson and also and Sam Hubbard here talking about him and Sam Harvard. So, I mean that I I give a lot of credit to the scheme. I give a lot of credit to the coaching, and let's hope we can keep him around as long as we can. Let me let me get Chris in here before we switch on because this is because I hate to talk about the Steelers, but it's complete. Yeah, Justin Fields got destroyed last night. No penalties were thrown. Nothing. It was awful. And, and you know, the one that I laughed at the most was the one where Big Ben got hit and just fell down on the ground. And it wasn't even a late hit. It wasn't even a bad hit. Nothing. Flag comes out. Oh, the old guy got hit. You can't do that. It's almost like watching Tom Brady get hit. Just like, oh, somebody touched him. They breathed in his face. You can't do it. Give me the flag. Where's the flag? So, yeah, it, it, it's mm-hmm. unreal. They got to fix that. Let's the one get- that everyone's talking about this morning was um was that taunting call and how the ref actually hip checked the guy. I mean you watch slow motion, he hip checks this guy. So he had it out for him. I don't know if there's a who was the uh oh who was the NBA ref that was throwing games. Uh Donahue, Tom Donahue, uh, Tim Donahue, something like that. Like that's what it looked like. This guy was throwing the game. And, and it was and I mean, the flag toss is even the best, just like slow motion. Yep, he's just watching this guy the whole time, just waiting for him to turn down, turn around, throws it, and then hit checks him, and <laughs> like, give me a break. You got to get that guy out of there because he he screwed up that call. He screwed up a call on a chop block that cost the Bears a touchdown. That wasn't even I mean, that didn't even touch him. He chop right. blocked. He just fell to the ground. He didn't even touch him. Chop block. He did it. Why is why is it always the Steelers that gets these calls? I swear. It happens all the time. Remember that one year, the the game against Cleveland. This was seven, eight years ago. Fourth down, they don't get. They bring out the sticks. The the uh, cameras show that they're this far short. First down, and they give them a first down. <laughs> Unbelievable. Right. I have a theory, but we cannot do it live. Okay, I have a theory. I'll tell you off air, and probably right. probably Chris too, because Chris would probably get a kick out of it. But let's sure. get to our ham and illegal ham of the game. Uh, it's going to be easy enough to pick a ham of the game, but it's not going to be easy to pick a legal ham. So I'm going to go with the illegal ham right out of the gate. Okay. Jadavion Clowney. Come on, man. These penalties are atrocious. And for you to get called, what was it, three or four times for offsides? I don't care if you stand five yards back for the line of scrimmage. After you did the first one, you shouldn't have got the second one, and you kept doing it. Come on, man. All right, Brian, who was your ham of the game? They had, uh, I think they had three offsides in the first 11 plays of the game. 
and Clowney had two of them. So it's, yeah, unbelievable. Which I swear I was watching the Steelers game early in the year and TJ Watt lines up in the neutral zone every single time. Oh, yeah, that's fine. It's so fine. we can't get into that hate. We can't get into that hate. Don't bring that hate. Yep. All right, we'll bring it around positivity. We'll go with the ham of the game. And, you know, it's, it's easy, but it's not easy because there are so many guys that had good games. Greg Newsome, DPJ, I think Baker played one of his best games of the year. Um, but I'm giving it to Denzel Ward because of that one play. They're driving down. They're on the goal line. And you not only pick it, you take it 99 yards the other way. And to be honest, for me, I truly believe that was the biggest play of the year for the Browns to this point because all that – anxiety and everything coming into the game and you know ever all the pressure on you it's a must-win game the obj uh drama and he just kind of took all the pressure off i mean if you fall down seven nothing there you're playing from behind so him to do that him to take it the whole distance yeah it was nothing short of amazing so that we could point back to that play as saying that maybe changed the uh this season for us because as we know the browns aren't great at chasing points they're not great at playing from behind and i know we gave up a touchdown that next drive but even when we gave up that touchdown they just pulled them to uh to even so that was huge god bless you denzel ward that was a hell of a play and uh yeah definitely easy for me to say he was the ham of the game that a boy all right, I know it's hard for you to say it because he's an Ohio State guy, but it's okay. Hey, he's a Brown now. I, I, don't I have know. no right. Yeah, I, I, I hope he has five of those for the whole season. Hey, a few more weeks, buddy. A few more weeks. It's hey, fun. Buckeye <laughs> and a Wolverine making huge plays. What did I hear? Um, first time since 1978 or 79 that a team has had inter- interception, a pass play, and a run play. All for over 60 yards. Yes. So pretty awesome. Let's get into the freaking New England Patriots. All right, Brian, we got to move along pretty quick. I'm going to ask you a key to the game for the Patriots. And I want your score for the Patriots game. All right. Give me your key to the game and your score. So what is your key to the game for the Patriots game? Uh, key to the game is getting pressure on Mac Jones. Um, he's a rookie quarterback. For whatever reason, they've been putting up crazy points the last three weeks, and they've been on a tear. Um, but I think a lot of that has to do with them playing bad teams. But, um, yeah, if you can put pressure on him, make him uncomfortable. They, they really run through their defense. Their offense, run, or their offense runs through the running game. But um, – I have confidence in our defensive line and our linebackers to stop the run the way they have the whole year. So if we can do that, if we can get pressure on Mac Jones, I think uh, I think the defense will do all that they need to. And then after that, it's just up to the offense to put up points. So, yeah, make him uncomfortable, sack him. I, I don't think they have a whole lot of offensive firepower, even though they put up 50-some a couple weeks ago against – was it the Jets or something? Um, yeah, yeah, love it. Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney, pin your ears back, go get them. All right, your score? Uh, I think it's going to be a a lower scoring game. Um, 
I think their defense is pretty good. Our defense is pretty good. Bill Belichick will focus on stopping the run for us, and it's going to be tougher to do if Chubb is Chubb is in there. But I'll say twenty three sixteen Browns. Twenty sixteen Cleveland. All right. So my key of the game is it's going to be in the trenches, Brian. I think the offensive line and defensive line on both sides, you got to control that game. You got to control it like you did with Cincinnati. You got to get after Mac Jones, just like you said. If you get after Mac Jones, get him a little happy feet, especially with the corners that you have who showed up last week with the interceptions and everything. And even if we get JOK back, that would be the big thing. If we get JOK back for that, that would be amazing because he could spy their tight ends. They're actually halfway decent. Um, you know, uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go a little bit higher than you, but not much higher. I'm going to go 28 to 17 Browns. Cool. Because they are at uh, New England, right? Yep. I hate New England. Uh, Justin <laughs> has come out with 27-21 Cleveland. I'll take it. Sure. And I'm, I'm going to mark that down for Vinny's score. Okay, there you go. Smart. So that kind of works out. All right, Brian. So now that we got all that out of the road, we got to finish our Fat Boy Tuesday from last week. Mm-hmm. Are you ready, bud? Yeah. I am so excited because I because we, we left off with the fried raviolis. So let me play the sounder real quick. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. All right. Fat Boy Tuesday is not sponsored, but we just love Fat Boy Tuesday. As our banner said, uh, next week, the the Fat Boy Tuesday is going to be a Fat Boy Not Tuesday at the Office Lounge in Strongsville. So please make sure to uh, go check that out. On Wednesday. On Wednesday. It's on Wednesday the 17th. We left off with Missouri. And they're toasted yeah. raviolis. All right. So let's go to Montana. All right. We got jerky for Montana. Love Montana. Then do you know, before we get too much into this, do you know what Ohio's is? We have, what, what, what do we have as Ohio's? I don't know. I'm just asking, like, if, if you don't know, take a guess. I'm trying to think of what Ohio's could be. No, no, no. We already did it. Did we? Oh, no, we're not there yet. We're still no, the we're not there. Have, have uh, you seen it? Probably Buckeyes, I would guess. You think Buckeyes? I'm going to say um, they go to the Cincinnati Chili. Oh God, that's I'm, I'm just I'm just guessing. That's Kentucky shit. Buckeyes or Polish boy? Maybe a Polish boy. Brogy might do that. All right. So we got Brogy from Montana. Nebraska is Runzas. Okay. There's a regional dish you never heard of, unless you're from Nebraska. Sandwiches are made by stuffing dough with ground beef, onions, and cabbage, among other filling options. And before baking, a great snack to eat while you're on the go. So it's pretty much like a stuffed sandwich, sounds like. <laughs> on the go. <laughs> okay. So I'm I like that. I, I mean, what it looks like is that they take a baguette. Or a not a baguette, like a French bread. Pull out the inside, and sure. stuff and all the stuff, and you just have a, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Nevada, huh? Las Vegas shrimp cocktail, all right? <laughs> or Nevada, New Hampshire 
apple cider donuts. <laughs> yeah, I love those. <laughs> love those. What was New, that? New Hampshire? New Hampshire. New Jersey. Saltwater okay. taffy. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Yep. New Mexico. What the hell is that? Panada? Uh, no, it's B I. I don't know how to pronounce it. Spell it's, it out. Uh, B-I-S-C-O-C-H-I-T-O-S. It's a cookie. Made Biscotti. Biscottis? Is that what it is? Biscotti? Well, no, because there's an I at the end. It's like biscuits. Yeah, biscotti. Biscotti? It's not. Whatever. Okay. It's a cookie. Yeah, that's what biscotti yeah. is. It's like an Italian cookie that you eat with coffee. Okay. New York? God, New York sucks. Yogurt. <laughs> no way. Yeah. You got pizza, slices of pizza. I, I know. North Carolina. Krispy Kreme donuts. Can't go wrong with the Krispy Kreme. There you go. All right. North Dakota chippers. And chippers are chocolate covered potato chips. Get the. F- yeah. Uh, you ever had it? I have not, but I'm about to. No, neither have I. Yeah. Oh, hey, guess what? Ohio Buckeyes. Suck it, bro. Really? So, so the dessert, the Buckeyes, that's what they're going with? That's what they're going with. Oklahoma. I love Buckeyys. Fried okra. You ever, have, you ever have fried okra? I've heard of it. Never had it. It's seafood, okay. right? Yes. Uh, Oregon is Marion Berries. It's a cross between blackberries. What is it? Two different kinds of berries. Blackberry, uh, two different kinds of blackberries. So it's a mm-hmm. different kind. Uh, Pennsylvania, soft pretzels. Can't go wrong with that. Oh, I love the soft pretzels. Uh, let's see here. Rhode Island is calamari. Nice. South Carolina, boiled peanuts. I've heard that. Well, uh, I've heard. Uh, have you ever heard of the peanut down south? They put the peanuts in the Coca-Cola. Yeah. Juice was telling us about that. He would go buy a bag of peanuts and then get a 20-ounce Coke, take a couple sips out of it, then yeah. pour the peanuts in. What the hell does that do to the peanuts? We we got to try that. We right. have to try it. Well, we need some clarification. Do you put the peanut in with the shell on it? I think it's without the shell. Without the shell. Okay. I we got to try that. All right. We got to try it. South Dakota is Chislick. No idea. Bite-sized chunks of red meat, usually mutton, lamb, or wild game on skewers. So it's just, it's almost like a, a yeah, it's just a skewer. Mutton. Yeah. yeah. Just mutton. Yeah. Tennessee, moon pies. Oh, shit. Love moon pies. Texas, chips and salsa. Okay. Utah, jello. You cannot go wrong with jello. It ain't bad. All right, Vermont, Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Go figure oh, it out. Oh, yeah. That was the birthplace of Ben and Jerry's. Uh, Virginia biscuits. Now, I've been to Virginia and I've had the biscuits in Virginia. They're a whole different game, bud. Do you <laughs> recall? Do you recall a place that has the best biscuits ever? Because down in Tennessee, they got the Loveless Cafe. Those are by far the best biscuits I've ever had. Why does I feel that's a shameless plug that you're just throwing? No out? way. Well, I'm just letting people know if you're down around the Nashville area, Loveless Cafe. I mean, it'll never go wrong. <laughs> All right. Uh, Washington. Frappuccino. I didn't know Frappuccino was a <laughs> snack, but I guess it is. Oh, here it is. Here it is, Brian. You ready? 
Yeah. By God, West Virginia. Pepperoni. What do you think? Pepperoni. Did you have that? Yeah, oh, of course. Oh, yeah. They don't mess around down there with their pepperoni bread. Gotta get that out of here. I and love you, that. Oh my God, so good too. And there's, you know, what's really funny is Hope. When we go down there, she tries to find a certain bakery that puts them out first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. If you don't get there by noon to get them, they're gone. Absolutely <laughs> gone. Like the one morning, she actually woke up early to get them so she could bring them back here for me because that's how good they are. I'm not going to say what bakery is because I want somebody stealing my shit. Oh, let them know. No, is it where's is it close to Central West Virginia? Where's it at? Yes, Central in border West, south okay. south of Morgantown, about an hour south of Morgantown. But so do you do you dip it in the marinara sauce or you eat it plain? Oh, I eat it plain. Okay. I eat it, I eat it straight plain. Now there's times that I've warmed it up and dipped it in the marinara, but mm-hmm. normally I just grab the bag and just go at it like a savage animal eating out of the trash, <laughs> just plastic and pepperoni and bread flying everywhere. Well, sure. Uh, Wisconsin. I bet you can't figure out what this one is. Cheese curds. Fried cheese curds. Good job, mm-hmm. Ryan. Wyoming. Choke cherry jam. All right. Okay. They're the small fruit that can be found growing across Wyoming. Jams and jellies. All right. That's the last one. So what was the one? All right, so we had a couple. We wanted the the fried raviolis, right? The toasted raviolis from Missouri. Um, we got to take you to Colorado for the Rocky Mountain oysters. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah, that's what we we talked about it, and we got to try a chocolate covered potato chip. Yeah. Right? And what sure. was the one thing we wanted to try on here? I don't know. I was just, my mouth is watering the whole time. I know. I'm all excited. What was the? It was something simple that we. Oh, the cokes and the peanuts. Oh yeah. Yeah, try right. coke and peanut. All right. Oh. So that was our Fat Boy Tuesday. Next Fat Boy Tuesday will be well, it'll be Fat Boy Wednesday at the Office Lounge in Strongsville. So please tune in for that because I am so excited for all of that because it's about to go down there. Um. Also want to thank everybody for commenting. You got Justin, uh, Bourbon Balls, Bourbon Balls. Yeah. In Kentucky. Kentucky was Bourbon Try Balls. That. Jocelyn's in here with Hey Bro, uh, my baby sister, who I got to spend some time with this week. Even though if you want to see a funny picture, go to uh, Facebook, and I'll put it out in the legal hand to the face. She'll love that. Uh, <laughs> and Choke Cherry. Oh, fried. What was this? Fried ravioli. St. Louis is pretty awesome. See, Harold even chimed in. Yeah, try that. Harold, that sounds great. We need you at the office lounge on Wednesday uh, for our live show, and we will get you some pizza. Is that okay? Have a couple drinks with us as a sponsor. Next Wednesday. Awesome. Next Wednesday, the 17th. Next Wednesday, yep. So let's get into the trivia that I asked a big bry. The first trivia, all right? You ready? Mm-hmm. When was the last time the Cleaver Browns won the AFC North? Yeah, my my initial reaction was I think that's a trick question because I don't think they've ever won the AFC North. Um, but the last time they won their division, I'm going to say 1989 when they won the AFC Central. Oh, Brian. Yes, it was. Yeah, okay. 
The Browns have never won the AFC North. They have finished second so, a couple of times, but they it have was a trick question. The, yes, they won the AFC Central, which mm-hmm. they have answered six times: 71, 80, 85 through eighty-seven and eighty-nine. Now, the second question I asked you: out of Bill Belichick's coaching tree, mm-hmm. we've had three people make a stop here in Cleveland. Can you tell me those three people? Uh, my first initial thought was head coach. And so I went with Romeo Cornell and Eric Mangini. Okay. And the next one was front office, Mike Lombardi. Well, I forgot to add in Mike Lombardi. So there's four. So Mike Lombardi kind of works. Phil Savage was on a coaching staff with Bill Belichick and ended up being your general manager for your Cleveland Browns. So there's four. Three out of four. So I'll give you that one. Hey, screw you. Root for Buffalo. Yes. And uh, Harold, (laughs) he is buying and he is coming up. So we're going to have a good night at the office lounge. Cool. Wednesday the 17th. And my sister said that she would smother me with a pillow. Well, she had her chance to, and she did not do it over the weekend, so it's her fault. All right, let's get – that's pretty much it for the show, right, Bri? Oh, top three. Yeah. Top three we got to get into. Top three. Top three. I'm sorry, bro. Yo, Vinny's not here. It screws up my day. I know. He's Come on, Vinny. He's on the point with shit all the time, and now I got to do all this stuff. Do a Zoom with him. And our top three is not sponsored, but our whole show is by Harold Keel and Laker APA, who's buying us drinks next week. So, our Heck top yeah. three, I decided to do chain restaurants, sit-down restaurants. All right, Brian, the reason why I brought it up is we went as a family to uh, Red Lasta, and I forgot how good their cheddar biscuits are. Oh, my Lord. So, I'll go first with my top three. And this is just the fat guy coming out at me. Number three, Olive Garden. Any place that gives you free breadsticks and salad, you got to be excited to just go to. All right. Just, I know people are like, oh, it's not real Italian. Blah, blah, blah. That, that's fine. That, go there, eat some breadsticks and salad. You'll be fine. You get a free meal just doing that. You can take the other one home. I went there three weeks ago. Delicious. Uh, number two, and this is very, very underrated chilies. We have a Chili's over here that me and the wife go to. They have changed up their game, and they have some uh, chicken kickers and some other stuff, but you cannot go wrong with the fajitas that they got. And I have two number ones. First off, Red Lobster, because I do not get it that often anymore because my wife is allergic to shellfish, so I forgot how good it actually was, even though it's very expensive sometimes, especially when you order all the stuff that I ordered. Because it was like a, it was almost like a hall pass for me to go to eat shellfish. And buddy, I did not disappoint. <laughs> I, what, what don't you get very often? Shellfish. Oh, shell, oh shellfish. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. Seafood. Yeah, I don't get a red lobster. <laughs> gotcha. What, wait, what did you think I said? No, I was messing with you. You're a dick. <laughs> uh, Being a married man, I'm with you. Yeah, and I yeah, okay. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh also we've done it they've been great to us every time we've been in there. Number one, 
Can't go wrong with the neighborhood. Applebee's. They got a little bit of everything for everybody. My family and I, that was our first actual out-to-dinner, family dinner with me, my wife, and my kids. And they were amazing to us, and you know they hold a special place in my heart. So I'm going to go Applebee's. And now my sister's probably going to yell at me because there's like Max and Irma's and all the other stuff that she worked for, but I don't care about that. All right, so give me your number three, Brian. Yeah, I love them all. It was hard to whittle it down to three. But um, my number three I'll go with just to maybe change it up kind of a little bit um, for my top two. Texas Roadhouse is my number three. and Solid. Even though you don't eat the steak. Well, their rolls are great, but I get the ribs, and the ribs are top-notch. I, I, probably some of the best ribs I've had from any chain restaurant. Um, so, yeah, they're number three. Um, and, and I, I kind of left out the the local chains, like the Melts or the – Oh, yeah. Chains. No, these so, are national chains. Like, like national chains. Okay. So that's Texas Roadhouse 3. I'm with you, number two, Chili's. Can't go wrong with chilies. Can't go wrong with chilies. I love their their chips and salsa are probably as good as it gets. I don't know if you ever get that, but a nice light tortilla chip and uh, not very chunky salsa. So and and they'll give you a refill if you need it. Oh yeah. God bless people at Chili's. Uh, number one, <laughs> and, and they closed the one in Medina, and I think they've closed a couple other ones in Northeast Ohio, but um. Ruby Tuesdays, the yes. salad bar, all the food, everything. It's top notch. It's great. Um, yeah, I, mean, I don't know if there's many around here anymore. I, I can't complain now because my Ruby Tuesdays turned into a BW3s. So, okay, that's not bad, too. That's, I'm with you there. But uh, yeah, I love, love Ruby Tuesdays. I don't know. Something about that salad bar. I know it's a salad and uh, we're fat. So, yeah. we don't give a whole lot of credit to salad, but. Uh, <laughs> That's damn. They're croutons. My wife hated oh, yeah. them. The first oh, time so she good. ever tried at them, she hated them. And really? and come probably two three months later, we got salad like at home making it up. She went into Ruby Tuesdays. She got a to go box and she asked if she could fill it up with those croutons. <laughs> they wow. let her. So wow. I mean, man, it is fantastic. So yeah, <laughs> shout out to Ruby Tuesdays. If you got one near you. Go check him out. All right. And honorable mention, Bob Evans. You can't go wrong with Bob Evans. And anything on the menu of Bob Evans is delicious. Right. I mean, not only breakfast, their their burgers are actually really good too. Because my Denny's. sister Denny's too. Oh, I forgot oh, about Denny's. Denny's. Oh yeah. God. That is the best hungover food ever. All it's right, true. let's get off of this subject because I'm starving and I gotta go get yeah. something. So uh we want to thank you guys for watching. We appreciate everybody that commented, Justin, Jocelyn, Harold. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Um, Harold Keel, Make Your APA, thank you so much for sponsoring us. We really do appreciate it. We love you, bud. Um, also, check us out live at the office at 6 p.m. on Wednesday, November 17th. So we will be there probably eating pizza and drinking a smorgasbord of beer. So, uh, check us out there. Uh, Justin, I'm sorry that you got kicked out of the gauntlet. You had a bad blow, but guess what? Nibs the brakes. So, Phillips, I'm coming after you next. All right. Uh, we want to thank our troops, first responders, everybody, especially with Veterans Day coming up. Thank you guys so much for everything you guys do. We can't thank you enough. Bry, give them a God bless. 
Yep. God bless you. God bless your family. God bless our veterans and God bless America. I'm waiting for a second to see if I hear an oh boy. No oh boy. All right. Uh, we are uncorked, unloaded, <laughs> and we are out. Sam. Oh boy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what you were talking about.